0: You know, like not everything is necessarily directly linked. Sometimes you invest in something and there's a cycle that happens and then eventually it pays off in the long run, but it's not also about that. It's not necessarily about the outcome or so outcome focused and so results oriented. And we, we forget that the process is where all the beautiful learning and growth and all that joy comes from. And life is the process, you know? Absolutely.
1: Intimate, inspiring, raw, real.
0: Self-love stripped down and amped up. Welcome to Bed Talks by Alice Cass with your hosts Meg and Sabrina. So what can you expect from Bed Talks?
1: By exposing ourselves and sharing our no bullshit stories and everything we've learned along the way, we want to inspire you to stand in your worth and step into your feminine power so you can be confidently and unapologetically you.
0: Bed Talks is fueled by our mission to highlight all facets of what it means to be a woman. Letting go of ideals of perfectionism, embracing the struggles for the lessons they teach us, and celebrating our uniqueness while laughing and enjoying the wild ride together.
1: Here's to breaking down the barriers, owning our journey, and having fun along the way. Thanks for joining us. Let's dive deep.
0: Our guest today is a dear friend of mine who's been an inspiration to me for always owning who she is. I've known her for over 10 years and only learned today that I've been pronouncing her name wrong all this time. Andrea is a design professional who has worked for a variety of fashion brands and who finally took the plunge to leave the corporate environment with a one-way ticket to Italy. We spoke to her right before she dove into the unknown. She's self-made, goes after what she wants, and hasn't let her
1: insecurities get in the way of achieving her goals. She's stayed true to herself every step of the way, and we can't wait to share her story with you. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy the episode.
0: I think the beauty of it is that we are interviewing Andrea while she's in the midst, in the process <laughs> of it. She hasn't, you know, a lot of people interview people when they've like come out on the other side and they're like, yeah, it was amazing. I took this big, huge leap of faith and now I'm successful in whatever it is that I did and it paid off. But now we're going to be talking about her while she's in it, yeah. in it, in the middle of it. So I'm going to let you. Deep in it introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about your story, about like what you've been doing up to now, like what your job has been, anything you want to share. So I'm a Montreal native, but I moved to Toronto for university.
2: Um, So I studied textile design. Uh, I've always been interested in fashion and creative things, but I wasn't really sure in what capacity I wanted to create a career in that area. So I studied textile design because it was a little bit more granular. And I felt like it provided skills to kind of navigate in a creative, uh, space. Like I could go into interiors if I wanted to, uh, which was also an interest, but it wasn't specifically regimented to fashion. Um, I really enjoyed that. And then I was able to go on exchange where I really, at, at Parsons in Paris, where I did do a lot of specifically fashion. And then that's sort of where I decided to marry, uh, fashion and textiles into knitwear design because it's it's very textile based but you're also creating garments and then from there i did uh internship in design at alexander wang um and then uh came back to canada so that was in new york and then came back to canada and uh, had to navigate the um, the job market here in that area which is quite (laughs) challenging um I've always been kind of good in jobs in the sense that I'm able to like navigate these political corporate systems and kind of show my strengths within them and
0: move up and uh, also create roles for myself. That's one of the reasons I actually wanted to have you on this podcast because you've totally inspired me. Like when I think of like my friends uh, and, and careers and things like that, I always think of you as that person that's so good at navigating that world as you said the corporate world and just owning it and like being yourself in this environment that can be very intimidating yeah and you've always like I've always seen you in your different jobs in your life like no matter where it was like an American apparel or yeah. like when we met or or your other jobs that you've had I've always been like super impressed with how like confident you are and how much you go after those things that you want how well you've actually done in those environments which you know, to um, someone like me are super intimidating and I'm like, wow, like she's like my like boss friend. You know? <laughs> I'm a little <laughs> like, bit bossy. Yeah. Which is great. But you like own who you are, you know, and you've, ab- you've been able to like be successful in that yes. realm, which is really, really cool.
2: I think for me, a lot of that came from being like, you know, I've never been, um, particularly good at the conventional things. Like, like I'm not a, a business or math. Per- I mean, I am now that I I can, I, I can kind of look at myself and be like, Oh, it turns out I am quite but, like I have a sense of, of business and like I have a strong acumen for that but in the past I was also made to feel like I was a creative thus I was different mm-hmm. and so I didn't have those conventional skills or like uh kind of foundation to go off of so I was like well what do I have I have a strong work ethic uh, I, I have no sense of ego like nothing is really below me like I have a I, I happy to do the work and then also like what else do I have going for me I'm kind of kooky and I just put myself out there so like maybe I'm not the best at math or whatever it is that you would typically need in business, but I'm like, I'm just going to put what I have forward. I'm a creative thinker. I'm a problem solver. Um, let's just do it. And it's always, I've always had good response with that. So
1: I love that. <laughs> That's really great. I feel grateful um, in my in my line of work right now. I feel like I made my position out of my skill set. And when Amazing. I talk to people... I I tell them how lucky I feel for sure. And it wasn't like, okay, here's a mold. Let's see who's going to fit this mold with these qualities that we think it's important. Um, You know, that's, that's a scary process. And that can start to fuck with your head a little bit. If you think that you are that person, then you don't get the job. And then you're like, well, who am I versus being who you are? And then the job that you have needs to fit into you versus vice versa. Mm -hmm. And that's something that like not everyone can get to experience, but for people to know that it
0: is out there and like, it's totally possible. And like showing, it's like you both showed up as yourselves and you're like, this job has to work for me within a a company within a company Mm -hmm. to be able to do that like i did that on my own Mm -hmm. in the sense that i created my own job but like independently of being in a company right and you guys were really able to do it within another an already existing structure which is really impressive to just to be able to be authentically you and be in this environment Yeah.
2: yeah
0: um yeah it that definitely fills your cup
2: Yeah. I mean, (laughs) for some point for me, it's always sort of been a means to an end. Like I'm working towards something. It's not my end goal. I don't, don't, I've always sort of known that I'm not someone that functions well in the nine to five corporate structure. That's not uh, the end goal for me, but Mm -hmm. I've also had to do this to, uh, you know, gain skills, gain, um, recognition or whatever, even just money, you know, <laughs> gotta live. Um,
1: you do what you have to do yeah. to do what you want to do.
2: Yes. And I didn't make Good that man. up.
1: I think Oprah did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Love her. Love it. But I was
1: just talking to my girlfriend the other day about it. And, um, and it was, you know, she was talking to one of her girls about the process of, you know, like getting that job and one of her girls, cause she kind of, you know, like mothers, a lot of girls, um, Mm. somewhere from Africa. And she considers them like her children. And one of them was like, well, this doesn't fulfill my soul and my this and my that, this opportunity, I'm not going to take it. And she's like, girl, you do what you have to do to do what you want to do, like at certain stages. So it's, it's kind of recognizing what stage you're in. And absolutely, like, that's what I, I talk to people about. It's like, hey, if you need to make money, it's its not necessarily always your passion, yeah. but if that's sucking the life out of you so that you're too tired, you're too dead to, to invest in your passion, well then something's off, mm-hmm. but if you can find that balance of like, okay, I know this isn't like okay, you know, I'm here, I get my paycheck, great, but if that can still fuel your passions, like that's what we're all, I think, looking for in life, mm-hmm. yeah. If if your income is not purely your passion.
2: Yes.
0: And on that note, what lights you up? What's your passion? I know you talked a little bit about your, you study textile design yeah. and knitwear. So,
2: so I think for me, I am really interested in fashion. It really does light me up, but it's not, I'm not interested in trends as someone who's been working in trends. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> um, don't worry, no one listens to this podcast. <laughs> don't tell anyone. <laughs> uh, but personally, I've always believed in like personal style. So, I, I'm really, that's what lights me up. I like when people can take garments and, and make them, uh, individual to themselves. Um, kind of that interesting layering that happens, uh, that your identity is worn on the outside. I believe that I also, what I'm very passionate about, um, you know, not necessarily sustainability in the way that we know the term, but uh, kind of good quality craftsmanship that there's a longevity to garments. Um, I'm obsessed with that' come comes into my um, my interest in textiles and stuff, you know, when I go vintage shopping or something and I find, like, just a beautiful fabric and a beautiful garment that's well-constructed, that really lights me up. Like, I'm like, fuck, this is such a nice... Can I swear on this?
0: yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> um, I'm
2: just like, that is amazing. Like, this blazer or whatever. Like, look at the craftsmanship. Look at this. We don't meet clothes like that anymore. I know. So that is something that really lights me up. As silly as it sounds, no, not um, silly.
0: You've always been the best vintage shopper of all time. She, you look at her closet, it. and you're like, "Wow, this is like beautiful luxury." She's like, "Got it for three dollars at Value Village." Yeah. I'm like, "What the hell?" Like, you find these gems. I mean, I mean, you have yeah, such a good skill. eye, and you understand, and also understanding of the fabric and yeah. quality. It really shows, just like in your selection process. Aw, yeah. Yeah. Very no, impressive. that definitely
2: that's definitely something that lights me up. Um, and then I love to see like, you know, kind of like that curation process. So whether it's on a person or, um, you know, boutiques, which are becoming less and less kind of, uh, I I know like in in our twenties, like maybe 10, 15 years ago, it was like, You'd walk into a shop that was super curated. It was multi-brand. It was different things. Um, concept stores. Concept stores. Cadets.
0: Remember Cadets? Yeah. yeah.
2: And just like any beautiful space that was like, this is kind of our vision. This is what we're selling to you. And yes. I always I always loved that. Like that was amazing to me. Uh, when I was younger, I wanted to do a blog on, on. Um, I wanted to do so many blogs that I never <laughs> did. But I'll tell you this one. And uh, it was about boutiques because I had the opportunity to travel a lot when I was younger and still, still to this day which has been a super great privilege um, but just going into different cities around the world and being like man this shop is dope and it's not a big scale you know that they probably don't have an online presence but just really nice stuff with uh, home pieces and, and books and magazines and and clothing and whatever I just always thought that was like a really interesting way how things come together so I think that's really something that lights me up. I love that
1: um, and it's interesting that you know i'm just tr- i'm just thinking about trends and styles now and so much of what people wear and do is because they're told it's cool
0: mm-hmm. and i'm
1: just like sitting here kind of feeling like deeply sad yeah because a lot of people like you're all of a sudden like oh my God, they don't know who the fuck they are. 100%. They're just wearing these shoes and doing these things because a certain model is and a certain whatever is. Yeah. And unless you pull yourself out of it to be like, whoa, I'm in this cycle. I mean, a lot of them won't. And a lot it's of people hard. are in it. They're
0: young and they're just doing yeah. it to be cool. Well, that's the thing. It's also, we didn't have Instagram growing up. We had to make yeah. fashion mistakes. Like 100%. I know what looks good on me and yeah. I know my like style now yeah. that I've like, adapt like I've, I've completely committed to because I've been through sort of so many phases and like I've tested things out and like I didn't know what was cool I was inspired by the past or by mm-hmm. my own interests you know it was the books that I read and the Which music that I listened to that infuse like my sense of aesthetics um but now it's kind of really just very limited to like what people see on Instagram yeah and on celebrities, and it's, it is sad Mm -hmm. in a way, like, where, where are all the awkward phases, you know, you don't even, people don't have them, they're just homogenous, and
2: exactly,
0: it's, it's, yeah, it's strange.
2: That's exactly how I would describe it, it's just like a homogenized version of, everything. Like now personal style is so far and few between you. It's rare that you look at someone. Yeah. It's rare that you see someone on the street or wherever and you're like, damn, that person knows what's up and they're not necessarily wearing a trend, but they're just dressed well. And how much does that
0: like light you up inside when you see someone like being uniquely themselves? Like that's my favorite thing when I'm like, you're so weird and amazing and you're so you and I love you. Like that is the most inspiring thing to me in the world. Absolutely. And I think what's really nice with you is that you really do want to like push that and kind of really focus on like, okay, fashion as personal expression. Exactly. That's That's it. And it's,
1: and then, and then as people lean into that, they go from having a false sense of confidence because they're wearing what they're told is cool to creating what is cool and then really standing in their worth. Mm -hmm. And I know that like when I wear something that doesn't feel like me, I always say it's like putting a hat on a dog or something, and the dog just stands there and, like, doesn't move.
2: And, He's like, who am I? Yeah, yeah, and I feel
1: like that when I'm, like, not <laughs> yeah. dressed like me. And I remember I was even, like, out in Miami one night during Art Basel and just wore something because I thought that I should. And the whole night, I was just like,
0: <gasps> yeah. Ugh. You just don't feel like yourself. No. I know oh, I'm so not so dancing. Relate to that. I'm not
1: confident. I'm not stepping into the room. Like, this is me. Yeah. It's like... I don't know who this is. You know
0: what? I had this moment the other day when I just was wearing like um, like a cute girly outfit but then I had like sneakers that were like too boyish for wow. the outfit and I was like, this is so wrong. Like this doesn't feel like me and I was going somewhere and I was like biking and I was like, I can't believe I left mm. the house like mm-hmm. this and I was spiraling about this like really yeah. silly kind of like, yeah. does it really matter thing but I was but like, this is my deeper- identity. But you know what really helped me in that moment? That like, shifted everything, I looked around and I was biking and I saw all these people and I was like, that person's perfect. Like their outfit is perfect because they're wearing it. Like there's nothing about me that was like doubting anything that they had on themselves. Mm -hmm. Even if it was awkward, even if it was mismatched, I was like, no, it's so perfect. Like, I don't know. That's them. That's how they chose to dress today. It's unbelievably, magically perfect like a movie set. Like everything was placed to be that way. Right. And I was just going through and I was like, I'm perfect, too. Like, Aww. my outfit is perfect, too. And, like, I felt so relieved. It's so, it's so It was such a weird shift, but it really, really helped me to understand that, like, it doesn't actually matter in that sense, and it's always evolving and changing, and, like, right now, this is what it is, right. and it's beautiful. Like, it's a moment, and that's it. You know, it doesn't actually ruin who you are as a person, but I know how attached we can get because I was so uncomfortable. Like, I was yeah. like, oh, how could this be? Like, how could I... Like not be who like I am. If you yeah. like go somewhere, you
1: have to be like, I know I'm wearing these shoes, and everyone's like, Oh, I wouldn't have noticed I you 100%. were wearing those yeah. shoes That's the funniest thing you- yeah, we we'll People do that. Yeah, like I was with like-
2: someone yesterday, yeah. and they were like, Oh, my haircut. I was like, I, I don't I know, know. You didn't even notice. No, didn't and know also you. like, yeah, yeah I, I don't know you. Like, I don't know <laughs> what it looked like before exactly there's and no this like is fine exactly like, who
0: cares? And, uh, that's, and that's the thing it's like because it. we're all comparing or judging but like no one's actually everyone's yeah. thinking about themselves that's yeah. another thing you always have to remember it's like no one's going like Ugh, those sneakers are like way too sporty for your outfit you how know? dare you Sabrina <laughs> like
1: How dare you? Yeah. Okay. So the next time anyone feels a little off with their friggin' haircut and their friggin' boy (laughs) shoes, think of it as an opportunity, a challenge to still be you and be confident and like step into it and be like, okay, not everything is like perfectly in place the way that I would like it to be. And that's okay. But it's real and it is authentic, you know?
2: I feel Mm. like that's very perfect for this episode. Yeah. Get out of your comfort zone.
1: Mm -hmm. Put on those shoes. Get that bad
2: haircut. We've (laughs) full circled from dressing like yourself to not dressing like yourself. And this
1: is why you're now a new (laughs) (laughs)
2: co-host.
1: Meanwhile, me and Sabrina are like, what are we supposed to be
0: talking about? (laughs) No, I'm just joking. (laughs) Um, Actually, can you tell us what this leap of faith is all about and what getting outside your comfort zone? It's perfect. I want to hear about it. So as you said...
2: This is very much the preliminary stages of that. Mm -hmm. So I can't speak uh, from the other side yet. That's perfect. But from the leap part, uh, I've just recently taken that leap. So as I said, I've worked in the corporate uh, sort of fast fashion um, area for a while. And it has been consistently soul sucking for a long time. I mean, there's been a lot of amazing opportunities, and I've learned so much, I'm not saying it was a terrible experience, totally. but I just I did feel displaced and that I, it wasn't my you know my soul alignment, if you will. So, um, so multiple sort of circumstances culminated to create this opportunity for me that I, that it was time to go. Uh, there was new staff coming in to the place. That was a weird fit with my role. Um, I had an apartment. Um, my, my lease was up. I couldn't find an apartment. So a lot of thing, a lot of circumstances. Just I, you know, I, I was also found myself in a in, in a desirable financial situation that would allow for this, which is a big thing. You, you cannot take a leap of faith without a security net. Yeah. Um, but that being said, I decided to leave my my very comfortable cushy job where I was well-treated, well-paid, had a lot of great benefits, um, to pursue something that is very uncertain. Um, I'm taking a trip. So a little bit of an eat, pray, love style trip. (laughs) Gonna get in touch with my Italian roots. Gonna eat some pasta. Gonna be in the sun. It's gonna be weird. Uh, improve my Italian. So there are, there are some practical things here. I do want to improve my Italian. I speak perfect in English and French. I would like to get my Italian to, uh, an operating business level as well. Mm. Uh, and then I'm also gonna be meeting with some factories and stuff abroad to be creating some some garments myself. And just, yeah, network, meet people, be out there, just feel a little bit more real. I bought a one-way ticket. Um, I'm not- To Italy. Italy. To Italy. Uh, I'm not permanently staying there. I can't imagine a life there, uh, but I'm just going with the flow and I'll come back when I'm ready or out of money, either way. And- um, Whatever comes first. Whatever comes first.
1: <laughs> And when is this? How many weeks away? It's
2: uh, two weeks away.
1: Two weeks away. Two weeks. And do you have a spot to stay when you're there?
2: I, I, yeah. So things kind of worked out very serendipitously. Uh, a girlfriend from Montreal, she moved there. So I'm meeting up with her. And we're She had already planned this with a, a friend of hers to go to Sardinia, so an island for two weeks. They invited me on this trip. And when they invited me, I was like, no, let's be real. Like, no, this is not in my plans. Like, I'm trying to save to leave my job. Like, I'm not taking a vacation. Uh, And then when I decided to leave my job, I was like, well, I'm only going to come to Italy to do work stuff. Like, I don't know that I can allow myself to enjoy life Mm -hmm. god forbid Mm -hmm. um so and then i was thinking about it and just speaking to different people and you know my mom and stuff and they were like why the hell not
0: something you said it's so interesting it really resonated with me how we don't feel like we have permission to enjoy Mm -hmm. ourselves like you worked your ass off like i've seen you i know how hard you work and you've been doing it for a long time and i feel like you rarely give yourself that permission to enjoy yourself and take that time off and like self care you know totally Um, and I think it's really nice that you're actually doing that but it's funny how you needed like to prove it to yourself that you were allowed to you know we just don't feel like we can just do it because we want to you know yeah Um, Talk to your committee of people that's like, do it, do Do it. it. Yeah. And
2: this is why. Exactly. Like, I need to validate
0: Mm -hmm. that I deserve
2: it. Yeah. And this has been a huge problem uh, that I've had for years is that I like create these conditions for myself to enjoy life. Like, once you've achieved Mm. this level, then you can move on to, you know, maybe buy something nice or obtain. Mm -hmm. uh, It's a reward system. It's a reward system. And that's pretty dark.
0: It's that's how we were brought up. That's the like Mm -hmm. patriarchal masculine view of things. It's very, Linear, it's like you do something, you get a reward for it, and it's very like um, you're moving forward as opposed to just you know, like not everything is necessarily directly linked. Sometimes you invest in something and there's a cycle that happens, and then eventually it pays off in the long run, but it's not also about that it's not necessarily about the outcome or are so outcome focused and so results oriented and we, we forget that the process is where all the beautiful learning totally. and growth and all that joy comes from and life is the process you know absolutely and um i'm happy that you're taking a vacation yeah i'm taking a vacation <laughs> i'm excited um, yeah and it's so what's huge. what's the ultimate like i know you took this leap of faith because like what's your kind of goal or your mission with it like ultimately i know you have a
2: yeah so I'd like to create my own company, uh, but it's so something that I've been wanting to do for a while. So brand, um, I mean, I trying to be practical. There are so many new fashion brands popping up and like I think the statistics are like 5% of which are profitable and, and go on to grow. Um, but that being said, I feel like with my background and with the experience I have had in the industry that I am a good contender to create something with longevity and with the possibility for success. So... I'm being optimistic uh, and hoping that I can create something that uh, that has a potential for growth and scalability, and I would like to continue to um, to consult and, and work that way. Basically, what I need to do is shift my my working environment from something that wasn't aligned to me, which was like a nine to five, super structured corporate. Um, scenario to create something that's a little bit more dynamic and diverse uh, and d- yeah dynamic really that's what I'm seeking is something where every day is a little bit different I have my hands in multiple projects I'm working with different people um, if I want to take a workout class at 10 a.m then I do if I need to work till 8 p.m because I did that workout class in the morning cool but I don't understand the prescription of this life where you have to be in the office for this many hours and did it do you know how many people just don't work for that mm-hmm. amount of time? They're getting Girl, coffee I'm and with chatting.
1: You. I'm with you. And I'm, I'm like, with you. It's
2: unhealthy. I hate mm-hmm. sitting. I know I'm sitting right now. <laughs> I fucking Sorry. hate sitting in meetings <laughs> um, when my input is, mm-hmm. I totally agree. Yes. Yeah. I think we can do better oh there. Oh, God. I gave, I gave my
1: girlfriend a mug. I made her a mug that says, <laughs> say no to meetings.
2: Yeah. I'd spend my (laughs) life in meetings
1: and I'm same thing. And it's like, I know that everything that you want is going to come your way because you're clear. It's so clear what you want. And that's what like getting to know yourself is. And I was just talking to a a friend who's going through quite a big, you know, huge shift in her life relationship, this, that everything. And it's like those hard times that, that, the The silver lining is that you're getting to know yourself, and oh, then from sure. there, it's like everything just—it's fertilizing the the earth, right? For sure. So getting to know yourself is getting that healthy earth where everything else will grow, um, and that's so exciting to hear you now speak of it. And and what I also what I picked up on when you were saying that I want to just touch on is like, especially as women, I think it's sometimes hard or we feel like shy about being confident in a certain way. And like, what is the line between optimistic and confident or Mm. ego or too sure? At a certain point, it's like, you need that certainty. If there's any hope, you don't want it to be false confident. But, and I know when I've tapped into that, it's, it's really, it's not that often, but when I've had to run like half marathons, you know, and I've talked to people about it. And it's like, there's no room. There, there, There's no room for doubt. No. There's no room. And so you just have to like tap into that and be like, you know that's where I'm going, but I'm just, you know, as a woman, sometimes it's hard to. You feel like you have to like sprinkle on that doubt of like I'm doing this, but I don't know if it's going to work out. I don't like, know. Yeah. And then others are supposed to be like, oh, it totally will. But like to do that for yourself is is huge, and we all like need to like. Mm,
2: I feel like tap I've also that. been made to feel like my ambitions have been frivolous and unrealistic. Um, by certain people in my life Mm -hmm. whether it's colleagues or friends um, parents that basically it's just not um, it's not realistic like oh why can't you just stay in this court like why do you need more why is it not enough for you and like oh you're such a dreamer like how are you different from the millions of other people that are moving forward and creating these things and I think it's taken a lot of small achievements and milestones throughout my career in this capacity to be like, oh shit, I can kind of do stuff. Like I'm actually capable, more capable than potentially people give me credit for. And I had to prove it to myself and to these people. And I feel like even just going back to like, you know, for example, like parents, like my mom, who's a very structured person, super linear, um, doesn't always agree with my choices, always supportive, but doesn't always agree with my choices. loves (laughs) to let me know. this time is very (laughs) on board and was like, no, I think like now you, you get, you're there, you know? Yeah. And there's also, I mean,
1: how, how does that feel coming from your mom? Who's been more linear? Like, does it make you feel lighter seen acknowledged anything this time mm -hmm. around versus in the past?
2: That's a great question. I think it, it, it does kind of check all those points. I do feel like I'm given a bit of credit. I'm trusted. Uh, I'm seen for who I am, um, that I'm maybe not so much of a linear person, that the things that uh, fulfill pe- certain people just don't for me. Uh, so I do feel seen in sort of yeah. my unconventional, but I'm also being acknowledged that I'm able to achieve things. So she's sort of agreeing that it's there's a possibility here. So
0: that's you know nice. what it seems like to me? It seems she's just reflecting how you feel about yourself. It's like you're yeah. oh, honoring because you're standing in your power, right? You're honoring your desires. You're like, this is what I want. This is what I'm going after. And like, you've kind of all the things that you've been thinking about, you finally got to the culmination point where you're like, I'm here. I'm ready to take this leap. Like you felt it. I, I want to yeah. ask you a little bit about that actually and see yeah. what what that moment felt like when you decided like, I'm going to jump. Now is the time. I know that you were probably like thinking about it for a while, but I think once you owned it and once you were standing in it, she probably saw that in you and like yeah. reflected that back at you. So you're like, okay, cool. I'm there, you know, I've got this. So, what was that moment like for you when you knew, like, okay, this is it, gotta go? time. (laughs) Well,
2: that's kind of what I was saying before about kind of like a lot of circumstances kind of culminating together. I mean, I've been working toward this. So, even so low key, like back
1: burner thought for a
2: while. Oh my God. Like, not even low key, just like really on high alert for years and years. Okay. um, That I wanted to do my own thing. And I did not have the confidence. Number one, I was completely just shrouded in self-doubt, um, and I felt like a piece of garbage. Like, I literally felt like I was less than everyone. Absolutely everyone. But I was like, but how am I going to do my own thing? And then there'd be this really loud voice being like, you'll never do it. And I was like, okay, noted. Um, so I just kept going on this track, and I, I had to work through a lot of different self-worth
0: issues. And how? Yeah. Oh. We want to know. <laughs> everything <How>? I mean... <laughs>
2: I want to say there's been different things, some of it organic that I didn't have so much control over, um, that, you know, peeling away of layers that just kind of naturally happened throughout the course of life. Uh, and then, yeah, I did a lot of hard work. I've, I've seen a therapist for a number of years. Um, I've kind of dove into spirituality, uh, quite secretly even because I was a bit ashamed of that, of how, you know, I have a lot of practical people, as I said before, around me, um, that were like, oh, she's not. She's a bit frivolous. She wants to do her own thing. And now look at her. She's like reading about the soul's purpose. What? Who is this girl? So I was like super under wraps with that. I was I was very secretive. Of reading a lot of books. Um, yeah, just getting into a lot of that type of material that was helping me uncover who I really wanted to be and listening to that 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 soul kind of deep feeling that I had in me for so long that I was ignoring and and trying to make it come louder and then I was hearing it and then yeah so seeing a therapist and kind of reprogramming and unpacking a lot of past events that were holding me back that was a lot of work that was hard I'm not gonna lie to you definitely hard uh and it feels in those moments you feel like you're taking two steps back not mm-hmm. one step forward because you're you're like, man, I'm going through this and I'm judging, drudging through it and I'm crying and I'm emotional and I'm raw. And again, I do this very privately. So it's not like I'm going, I'm not out there with people, but what it makes you retract sort of on your own. And now I can see in retrospect, looking back, if I hadn't done that, there's no way that I'd be the well-adjusted person sitting in this (laughs) room right now. Um.
1: As you're speaking, I mean, I'm like, I'm overwhelmed like my eyes are welling up because it's just so powerful to be in the presence of someone who oh has committed to like their journey Aww. throughout the struggles and I'm just so excited for you to like keep leaning into that and crossing oh. into that side and that's what's just so inspiring about even this platform is that It's about connecting to people with you here live in this room, but knowing that somebody's out there that's going to be listening to this and they're going to feel like you. And they're going to feel alone and kooky and doing their secret spiritual thing. And even just the other day, the girlfriend that I'm talking about who's going through a lot of life things were on my roof and it was the day before the full moon. And she's like, you know, because we hadn't really spoken about astrology. She's like, I can't believe I'm saying this, but it's going to be, you know, that moon and Capricorn and she's like, even as she's saying it, she's like, I can't even believe I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm that person now. And there's something Absolutely. about, it's not even an age. I mean, all these women that I'm talking about happen to be in their thirties, mm-hmm. you know, but, um, but it's kind of when you become more open to like all the senses and all the things and realize that you can kind of curate your own universe with the universe that we yes. live in and actually yeah. like not just society, yeah. but yeah. like
0: the beyond. Well, it's a reconnection to the feminine and the feminine is so linked to nature and we've mm. been so told that it's not real and that we can't trust that and it's fake because we can't see it and all this stuff that has been drilled into our brain yeah. for so long and then there's like an awakening happening yes, right now huge people awakening. are reconnecting to that side of themselves, especially women. I think men are, are starting to as well, but like especially women, we're like we understand there's something going on and we need to reconnect to ourselves and to our power. And I think that's really part of it. And there is that shame around it that we're like, oh, people are going to judge me because spirituality or astrology or all this stuff, you know, we do hide it, but... When
1: when it's when and when it's also not the road necessarily that everyone else chooses yes. and you know that then like there's that voice that's there and it's just it's it's not the loud one that you were talking about before that's like, Who the fuck are you? Yeah but it's that one right behind it that's yeah. like always been there, but, you know, hasn't been heard because of that louder one. Absolutely. Um, and I think that I'm always just, like, overwhelmed because I always, like, well up and I'm so emotional. And mm-hmm. whenever people share their stories like this, I, get, I feel so emotional because I think it's really that I can see how strong someone's becoming. And to be in that presence, like, I really feel like I'm just, like, I'm watching a flower grow, you know? And it's <sighs> just, like, that strength, and it almost gives me strength, too. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I feel like that from you guys, I mean, you've really created your own lives and such. And, you know, Sabrina and I have been friends for a number of years and and we reconnected fairly recently. And and even from an external point of view, when I was in Toronto and kind of seeing your path, like I was like, man, this girl just did it. And and I didn't know the intricacies of how of, you know, the difficulties or like what led you to create your own business or your own life. But I think being around women who have created or are creating, I mean, we're, it's always it's always becoming right. You're yeah. never there necessarily, but are moving into the sort of unconventional lifestyles. And I use that in air quotes because unconventional, what does that even mean? Mm-hmm. I think it's just something that's more aligned to yourself. And I think because I'm seeing this and I have this network, it's also allowed me to to be to tap into my own thing and be That's like, it. okay, it's okay. And and it actually works out. It's, it's okay. You'll be fine. And like, everything has challenges, whether you stay on the safe route or not. Um, but I'd rather have the challenges that make me grow. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much for recognizing that in me. I'm so flattered. Um, (laughs) And you said something really interesting about the whole becoming thing. And I think that's what I find so beautiful about this conversation right now is that we're seeing you in it and being so strong and powerful without the result. Like, look how far you've come. Like, you don't have the proof Right I do now. not, and I do you're not. so strong in yourself right now in your conviction and in your belief that this is what you need to be doing right now yeah this is giving me shivers like yeah. it's crazy people
2: keep checking in on me they're like do you regret leaving your job yet because it's been a few weeks now and like even when I had put in my notice I was really nervous the day to to speak uh to them to upper management and, and tell them that I was leaving and afterward, when I had to ride out, like, I gave them, like, a three-week notice, uh, and I was there at the end, and everyone was like, oh, do you regret it? Like, well, they were super nice about it, too, and they were for me a sabbatical situation, but I kind of wanted to cut the ties. But anyway, right. they, uh, and people were asking, oh, do you regret, like, what are your thoughts? Like, how are you feeling? Any regrets? I have zero regrets. And, yeah, I'm going into the vast unknown And in two weeks, I may be crying somewhere, being like, what did I do? Probably will be. But I don't don't think it's it's going to be two weeks. I think it's going to probably be after the high of Italy when when the accounts start dwindling. And then I'm like, okay, well,
0: you know. It never stops. Re- i doing like, yeah, and I've what, I'm almost five years running my own business. It's like I have those moments all the time. For sure. So it's just ups and downs. Like that's part of it. And it's, I learned so much in those lulls, you know, yeah. like when I'm crying on the floor, ripping my hair out, being like, what have I done? <gasps> Who am I? <laughs> what am I doing with my life? You know, like those happen. They've happened less yeah. often now, but for sure they still come up. So it's, and at the beginning they happened a lot, you right. know, it is scary. So I, I don't think like, I don't think it's like, oh yeah, I mean, this decision, everything's gonna be great for sure. Like there's going to be all those challenges and it's part of it. And it's also like, it's fun. You you grow. And absolutely. Do you
1: feel like you're somebody who practices self-love now slash has that shifted in the last few years or like where are you at with the self-love kind of stance?
2: Definitely. I think moving more, well, maturing as a woman, moving into my 30s has been uh, largely instrumental for that. I mean, um, I've kind of always been someone who needs downtime, who needs time alone. I think, like, on the personality uh, spectrum, I am an extrovert by, like, 51%. Well, according to Myers-Briggs, like, it's a very fine line. But I, I definitely... I'm drained by too much social interaction and I need a lot of downtime to recharge that I wasn't always allowing myself to have Mm -hmm. when I was younger. Um, Sleep is an important uh, factor and nutrition, um, which yes, for any living body, that is the case. Mm -hmm. But for someone like me, I feel like, you know, especially when you're in uni and people are partying all the time and I couldn't get up the next day and be functional. I, I don't function well when I am having a lot of alcohol. Um, or in any sort of condensed periods, like travel, for example, when I'd be traveling for work it's condensed periods of exhaustion and eating in restaurants and the food is heavy and rich and not necessarily fresh and, and nutritious. Um, I need that. I need all that. I need to cook my own food. I need to sleep properly. I need to have time alone, whether it's to read a book or read ferociously, as I told you, a lot of, of soul stuff and spiritual stuff, but also business practical things. And let me tell you right now, Those two books, (laughs) those two types of books are subject matters, which seem diametrically opposed. Oh, no. Oh, my God. They overlap so much about taking care of yourself, goal setting, dreaming big, allowing yourself to really... Yourself as the most
0: optimal version of yourself and going in that direction. Visualization, all this stuff. All I noticed it. so much. I would all read a business book and I'd be like, "This is about manifestation." One hundred percent. And like, it's covered up as a business, like psychology 100%. book, like how, like mindset for business. And yeah. I'm like, "No, no, 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 no."
2: And friends of mine who were very, li- who are very linear, very practical, and who are the one, the first ones to, you know. She she against uh, anything spiritual are the biggest proponents of this type of manifestation in business books and I'm like girl it's the same shit it is the same yeah. like how dare you it's
0: just packaged in a way to it's make it palatable to people who agreed. don't want to admit that yeah. the universe works in this we'll make
2: race. sure <laughs> we'll make sure that we
1: yeah uh, we get some of your favorite yeah, books absolutely. to share for with sure. people because I think people are always hungry um, for those sources because my gosh the options are endless they are um, I love that I love those self love practices and I love how just back to the basics they are, but yes. they're
0: so important. Um, what it's just about, honoring yourself? You know, it's being like, this is how my body works. I got to like trust that. Yeah. Also, I What, if, what about go back the dialogue? Into-
1: I want to hear about okay. the dialogue um, for self-love in terms of where you are now, where it was. And also just a reminder for, you know, in a couple weeks and a few months, whenever you're saying that, like, I think yeah. that that's when it's going to hit. It's like, that's the voice that's going to be the most important like right now or has it shifted throughout the years from corporate to now like the way that you speak to yourself or that or what you do when that voice that inner critic inner critic comes in how fast do you shut that out or is it still like oh it's still friggin' there no
2: it's a lot quieter uh it used to be like an overwhelming yelling in my face um but now it's a lot quieter and I honestly just even am driving or something and I'll be like, great job, girl. Like Go I just ahead. like I hear um, that so much louder in myself and a big tool for that, I would say, has been journaling and writing. Um, there is I know that this is a proven thing, but it, it's also very much for me. And even in, in school or in, in work, writing has been that's how my brain absorbs. I need to write everything down, and that's how I would study. That's how I retain things in meetings. I need to pen on paper, not even a type. Needs pen on paper. Let's do this. It's like a, it's like a loudspeaker into my brain, and that's, I journal so much, and sometimes it's like, it's sad, and sometimes I'm like, man, I really wish this turned out different. Uh, da, da da. I'm disappointed in myself because of A, B, and C, uh, and sometimes it's like, you fucking got this, and. I find with writing that and the more that you're teaching yourself being like, you got this, don't worry. Like, let's look at the positives. It's almost like your dialogue to your friend. It's rare that you're going to be like, Hey man, how did you fuck that up? How dare you? Who do you think you are? Who says that to their friends? It's very like, if you do please stop being friends with them. (laughs) Um, but you're a lot more compassionate. You're a lot more understanding. Um, and so with this practice of writing, I feel like I've t- retaught myself to speak to myself in that Very way. Nice. I love yeah, that. it's almost
0: like you're taking a step back yeah. and it's becoming like a relationship as opposed to like you think that that voice in your head is yeah. you. You're like kind of taking a step back and saying like, okay, how can I relate differently and treat this person, myself, with compassion and love? It's really nice. And exactly. I think what you were saying also, it touches on this idea that the more senses you involve, the more like you're absorbing information as well. So like writing down, it like makes sense that you're like seeing it differently as yes. opposed to like typing like you're using your hand, you're seeing it. Yeah. And then it's also like a form of release, you know? Absolutely. It's like in our in our little goddess circles we have <laughs> you know, when you like write something down on the new moon and you burn it to release it, there is it's like an act. Even if you don't believe in that stuff, there is something about the symbolism yes. of that that is very powerful. You're you're sending a message to yourself and to the universe and the people around you yes. that you're letting go of that.
1: That's it. And I, I, I was just talking to another friend about something that they were going through. And I was like, maybe you need to just write them a letter, put it in the mailbox and that's going to be your closure and not, you know, wait for the reply or, and it's a little different than an email, you know, like uh, writing an email, you're still kind of like, Hey, my inbox, where is it? It's just like that button might not be as like symbolic as going to the thing, um, the post office. But, um, I love that you just
2: said that though about writing a letter because Mm -hmm. I found that that act, that's something my therapist, uh, recommended to me Mm -hmm. to do as to, I don't know, someone at work that pissed me off or my mom um for thinking of things in the past yeah. that you know like are still there resentment or like a, an, an ex-boyfriend or something write them a letter and you're in my journal I do this but I literally address it to them like and oh, like not send and it and not send it and I write exactly what I would want to say because we all have these visions of like speaking to someone I wish mm-hmm. I said that and I would just you know but I find you spin on that and when you're writing it it's finite so it's just like getting it out and yes. it's there yeah. and then oh my God, it is so therapeutic.
0: It's like a, it's like a weight off your shoulders. You're image. like, okay, let it go. It's yeah. gone. It's gone. not weighing me down anymore. It's yeah. gone. It's and amazing. it's like it allows you to feel it. You know, that's another thing. Like a yeah. lot of people say, like, feel your feelings. It took me a while to like really understand that. And naming them yes. is like just, that's a huge part of it. Because I was like, what does that mean, feeling your feelings? You know, but like, because I'm like, I feel it. But like you kind of push it away. You kind of dismiss it. But like if you name it, you write it down, you let it go. Agreed like you're able to acknowledge it, not just be like, Oh no, this is not happening. You're like, no, this is real. This is how I feel. I'm entitled to feeling this way, but I don't have to dwell on it anymore. Agreed. I don't have to let it poison me anymore. And you just,
2: I think that's a big thing too, because coming from the background that I, that I'm in and like business and, and having a lot of friends that are, um, a little bit more structured than I am. Uh, and I'm a, I'm a deeply feeling person. I'm a Scorpio rising. i have a lot of Scorpio on my chart. I, I feel deeply and, and you know what, sometimes it sucks. It does, and like I'm sorry if you're around me sometimes. Like it's I'm just a
1: Scorpio rising too. Are, are you? Yeah. yeah, we're <laughs> I, I see that. But I have a lot of
2: Scorpio, like my my Venus, my Mercury, like a lot of planets, and so, um, I feel, and I used to feel guilty, and I used to have feel like I had to, you know, I didn't like it. I didn't like that aspect of myself. I didn't know how to, how to, I didn't know what it was or whatever. And I was just like, why do I feel this way? Like, what is this? And I would feel guilty and horrible. And then I'd be, and it would like kind of perpetuate that negative self talk. be like, stop being so stupid and caring and da da da. And then now I'm like, yeah, I feel, it sucks. And I write it out and I'm like, all right, now that I got this out, we can move on. Mm-hmm. You felt it, you done, mm-hmm. cool.
1: Mm-hmm. And now with all of this like amazing, tapped in everything that you've like done and the self-love journaling, like it's all so inspiring. Um, would you say that you have a superpower, Ooh. and what would it be?
2: Now in the past, I think that I, in retrospect, have been pretty good at manifesting things. Mm. Um, I'm able to make things happen. I don't know if it's manifestation or just me working my ass off, and but like
0: will combined w- with manifestation. Yeah, does that like I
2: can I can do it. Um, your will. I can get things done. Yeah. I think that would be my superpower. I can get things done uh, that a lot of people will be like, ugh, seems like a schlep. I don't want to go there. I'm like, I'm just going to go there. And I get it done. Uh, have
1: you always been like that? Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Headstrong, just like yeah. strong will, just yeah. like yeah. I've got this. It's funny because you said, you know, you mentioned about like the self-worth and stuff, and I find it really interesting how we can all kind of have issues in self-worth in a certain areas of our life mm-hmm. and then be so confident in other areas mm-hmm. because I get that a lot people will be like oh you're so confident you put yourself out there you do that and I'm like yes in that realm but then there's other worlds like let's say with like dating and relationships where I'm like ah, you know and I'm yeah. like so insecure in that area yeah. and it's just really interesting to me because you've always been this, like, super confident, powerful woman, and then you're, you said that, and it's like, yeah, we all have aspects of that, you yeah. know? And it's just, like, accepting that we all have our own journey and not necessarily comparing ourselves to other people, like, oh, she it's so easy for her to, to do that. You know, I've always looked at yeah. you and been like, so easy for you to get a job or, like, go and put yourself out there in that world. Yeah. But then other things that you know, like that's, that's your thing. And like, this is my thing and you have your stuff to work on and I have my stuff to work on. So it's like, I love hearing about people's like stories to like see those, you know, complexities of everyone. And like, well, a big thing for me that used to hold me back was first of all, my physical looks. I
2: I never thought that I measured up to where I thought I should be. I always thought I was not an attractive woman. Um, like that was a big thing for me. I was just like, I am not pretty. So you're just going to have to work with what you got um that's huge as a woman to think like that
1: I know we've probably all feel that way still sometimes or used to and that's that's huge
2: and it's funny because like that's never hindered me from dating or getting uh not that I need not that that's a form of validation that you need but but
0: I mean we're kind of taught that
2: yeah you know and and even like being friends or being out there. So so I I also came to the conclusion, like, whatever. Sure, I'm not, like, a supermodel, but I'm also not an ugly woman. Like, I'm not, like, sh- people aren't, like, pointing down the street who's a freak. You know, like, it's just not a thing. And then also another big thing that would hold me back was my, uh, like, I'm not from a particularly wealthy background. And I would always be like, oh, like, only rich girls get to do these types of things that you want to do. And, like, you know, I don't have, like, my parents aren't footing the bill on stuff. So it's like, you want to do it, you got to get, you got to do it yourself. And that's where I think, too, it's like, so I was like, I kind of resolved to be like, sure, if I want to do these things, I got to do it myself. It. I think and I like, did them. And I, I do them. And it's fine. And I've accrued uh, a nice net worth for myself. And, you know, I've I've had a lot of achievements and, you know, just working through it. And that's where I think that that's my superpower is just get it done. Ah, it's, so it. it's so
1: inspiring. It's so inspiring that you put the self work and you put it into yourself you put it into your work you and
0: it comes back and you you. flipped it you flipped it you took your insecurities the things that you thought you know were like potentially things that would like block you you were like no 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 that's not like i'm gonna use this to my advantage or just or just be like it doesn't matter i'm actually gonna develop these other skills whatever you know and like Yeah, that's really powerful to just not let it stop you, you know? Like those feelings about yourself, because also they're not true. Like, you're obviously beautiful and amazing. Yes. And like, there's no reason. (laughs) 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 No, but it's true because we have these visions of ourselves and like these ideas of like things, like obstacles, like things in our way, you know? And we all have these stories that we tell ourselves. For sure. They're not necessarily real, but you were able to like, Work around them and like not let them define you, and yeah, not absolutely. let them stop you from accomplishing so much in your life, you know.
1: I can't wait for your book. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god,
2: <laughs> project number um, 41 Eat, Pray, <laughs> yes. Love, Right,
1: yeah, Publish, Eat, Pray, Publish. <gasps> um, yeah. should we pull some cards? Yes, yes. okay, so
0: let's pull one goddess card. I love doing this so. Um, actually, yeah, Angie and I and a couple other girls. We we uh, in the winter we were doing it pretty much weekly. We had these goddess yep. circles that we were getting together and pulling goddess cards and just kind of doing the whole like release and intention setting. And it was so therapeutic, especially in the winter when like you're so disconnected from humans. Yeah. Um, so one of the things we like to do is pull a goddess card to kind of help guide us um, to let the energy, the energy guide us. So maybe yeah. So everyone Before can kind trip. of. trip. Get inspired by this. And uh, let's see which card we get. Yeah. Sedna, infinite supply. You are supplied for today Mm -hmm. and all of your tomorrows. Ooh, I love that one. That's great. So this is a card to basically remind you that uh, the universe is infinite and that there's no lack. It's to have like an abundance mindset also and to know that you're being taken care of and that... There's nothing to worry about really. Like Agreed. this is a really positive card. Yeah. That uh that you're supported. Yes. You know, and I think we all are and that's a good reminder for everyone to have is that uh you know, if if you put out there like you know, your, your, your personal best. And you're like just doing what you know you have to do. And you're living in alignment as much as you can while like honoring that you're going to make mistakes along the way and not beating yourself up for that. Like there is support, you know, around you, whether in the women or like the, your community or the people around you, your friends uh, and yourself, and then the universe is also there. Yeah. So it's really nice. I think that's a great thing that you just mentioned.
2: I've, I I, I want to circle back to the self-love practice is that supporting yourself with people that are um, open-minded and supportive and accepting of you is huge. huge. And I've made the mistake in the past of surrounding myself with people that were judgmental um, and, you know, critical. And sure, if you disagree, you're not always going to agree with everyone you have in your life, but it's it's not shaming you about what you what you believe and what you're trying to achieve. So I think having, you can't discredit having a support system in whatever way that looks like to you. That's huge.
1: Huge. And, you know, it, it it depletes you. I know when we're around the wrong, wrong type of person, Absolutely. you feel like you're like, I'm not, I'm not myself around them. Yeah. Um. So that's, that's huge. And right before you said that, I was like, ah, oh, sadness got your back. But just, I was sitting here <laughs> feeling so grateful that My life choices with this self-love practice and everything that I'm stepping into in my mid-30s has now introduced me and opened me up to a community of people like, you know, you both. And I know Sabrina feels the same way about her Alice Cass community. And it's just, it's just feels so, you know that's how it's like validating that we're on the right path is it yes. like these people fill you up and help you become more of yourself
0: and Agreed. it's it's amazing so yay. yeah thank you that. so much for sharing all this with us i'm yay. so excited to see how your journey unfolds too. um hopefully it's, it's positive i think so um, girl, i mean i know so will yeah. it will be hundred percent you're going in with so much like clarity and like strength and Thanks. confidence it's going to be amazing.
1: And we'll make sure that we have we get some of your favorite books and things Absolutely. that have helped you yeah. throughout. I'm excited yeah. to check those out yes. as well. And um, we'll just keep lifting each other up. Sounds great. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for tuning in, hanging out, and being part of this self-love journey with us. We're in this together.
0: Help us spread self-love by taking a selfie and letting us know how you practice self-love or by sharing something that inspired you from this episode. Be sure to share it in your stories, tagging at Alice Cass lingerie with the hashtag BedTalksByAliceCast so we can repost you. If you love the message and want to support, be sure to rate, subscribe, and leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify.
1: Bed Talks is a WRG Media production recorded in the historic RCA building in St. Henry, Montreal. See you next time for more bed talks with your girls, Megan Sabrina.